on this episode of Sex and Healing. I hadn't really come across anyone who could get to the core of my healing, who could really make a fundamental difference. Built this whole persona and story that I'm not that and I don't go there and somebody goes there with you, like you can't not be friends after that. Like <laughs> you, you, you've seen me at my worst and you, if you, you still love me, you really fucking love me. <laughs> I'm here to tell you that your mind is lying to you. You're not separated from God other than believing that you are. And that it's actually just like in the next breath. They were plugged into something. I didn't know what it was, but I could change it. I could feel it. And I could feel, you can't really describe the feeling that you feel when you feel the presence of God, but it's it was a presence and I wanted it. That's all I knew. Like, I wanted that. (laughs) All of that had to go. All of that was in the way. All my bitterness, all of my anger, all of my, all of it was standing in between me and this truly amazing feeling. You know, when you are having not just sex, like not just like, all right, you done yet? Like not just sex. Which is my wish for everyone in the entire fucking planet. They they never have that kind of sex. But I need to do this so I can make this much money to then make this happen. I'm like, spirit doesn't give a shit. Spirit doesn't give a shit. Oh, but like I need to achieve this because this is what my family expects of me. Spirit doesn't give a shit. (laughs) I need to have this many followers because it means this. Spirit does not give a shit. Hello and welcome back to the Sex and Healing Podcast. I am your host, Erin Kiner, and thank you so much for joining me as we take a wild ride together through the realms of sex and healing. So today's content is unlikely to be explicit. So mum, if you're listening, this is a good one. Plus mum loves Angie, my guest. (laughs) So mum's almost definitely going to listen to this one. But welcome, Angie. Angie's a very, very special friend mentor, teacher, and healer of mine, and I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Erin. It is so nice to be here, and hello, Mom. (laughs) I haven't seen you since retreat, and I hope you're doing okay. (laughs) So Angie and I traveled the world together, didn't we, Angie? We've been to sacred sites all over the planet. We've done amazing, I've received amazing healings from you. I've given you healings. We've healed others together really a big part of why I am the healer that I am today. The credit goes to you. (laughs) Oh, now I can't take all. I'll take a little. Take a little little bit of it. (laughs) (laughs) And actually the first work (laughs) I have, I, yeah, I'm relentless in doing the work. That's for sure. Like as soon as I am aware or I see something inside of myself that can be healed, I'm relentless until it's done. You don't always know that it's there, but once it's pointed out to me, I can't just stick my head in the sand and pretend it's not there. There's no part of me that lets me do that. So, um, But also I'm such a deep and complex person and I had so much trauma and was so damaged that up until the time that we met, which I think was four years ago now, um, I hadn't really come across anyone who could get the, to the core of my healing, who could really make a fundamental difference to who I am. And I absolutely hands down know that it was the years that we spent together that helped me clear so much of my stuff. So really I just became who I was always meant to be, but I couldn't have done it without a teacher like yourself. Oh, thank you. I'm grateful that I got to be a part of that and grateful that you got to be a part of mine. You you, you know things about me that <laughs> a lot of people know. <laughs> well, it's an honor and a privilege to be your friend as well. And I find that in lots of my client sessions too. You know, my clients, it's not some dry clinical environment. It really does become a very, very heartfelt experience to go that deep into someone's psyche and that deep into someone's heart and to help them heal. And like the first healing that I ever had with you, it was a group healing and you guys were healing me. And it was the first time that I really felt the hatred that was inside of me. I worked so hard to be a lovable person. That was part of my defense mechanism, actually, 
to going through the trauma that I went through and, you know, developing those belief systems that I was unlovable, then I'd created this persona or this compensation of being very, very nice and very, very loving and earning people's love and approval that way. So I would never have let myself be a hateful person because it didn't match with this persona that I needed to feel lovable in the world. And so you guys took me into that place and gave me the the freedom and the the love and acceptance to actually express that anger and hatred that was inside of me. And it was in a child healing. And at the end, I'm sure you remember this, my little girl was sitting on your lap. Like I could see her just being mothered by you in the way that she needed and were pulling all of this black sticky tar out of her energy field and yeah I remember you in this healing your hair was plaited down the side and my child was sitting on your lap playing with your plait so it's almost like as soon as we well actually we met on zoom or skype first and then I remember the moment we saw each other in Bali and you were like you're exactly like what you look like and I'm like you're exactly what you look like too as if it could be any other way but it was that like yeah very awesome moment yeah 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 and then such yeah yeah, such deep love to experience in that first healing so no doubt that forged just friendship for us that (laughs) is going to be a big and lifelong one well it's scary to go into those places and you you know when you go some like you know go into that hate go into that place that you've been avoiding for so long and built this whole persona and story that I'm not that and I don't go there and somebody goes there with you like you can't Mm -hmm. not be friends after that like (laughs) you've seen me at my worst and if you you, still love me you really fucking love me (laughs) well I loved you anyway I wouldn't have went down there like you gotta have some love in your heart to go to those places with people so yeah yeah well that's you as well that's what you do thank you well that's what I want to talk about actually the love in your heart because um, I'll have to do a whole episode to help people understand what I mean when I say the word God because I'm going to use it pretty frequently because it's a word that I'm very comfortable using now took me a long time to (laughs) claim that word but now I use the word God and you were the first one to really really take me to that place and I was in Scotland and my it was the one year anniversary of my nan's death And my granddad had died 12 years prior to that. And so we were taking their ashes back to Edinburgh as this family pilgrimage to return them home. And we had a healing schedule. Do you remember this one, Angie? I remember your grandmother passing like right after I met you. Um, You keep talking about it. I'm sure it'll come back to me. So I was dating a heart surgeon in Edinburgh. Yes. And so (laughs) my heart was like in that really romantic, you know, rosy eyed place towards him and you said okay we're going to use him as the I don't know the symbol or the image I guess and you asked me to close my eyes and think about him and keep looking at him until the form dissolved and I saw the light inside of him and that was basically the pathway for you and I to go to God and it was the highest state of love that I've ever achieved in my life it was so euphoric and so like Fuck, we were just wallowing in the that love. <laughs> it's so good when Fuck. you get there. Oh man, I was tripping balls on that love. I was so high, and I remember our session finished, and I like kind of wandered out all drowsy to see my family, and they're like, "Oh, we made some dinner." And at this point, I'd been vegetarian for ten years, and they're like, "Oh, we forgot we mixed the bolognese sauce with the pasta. We forgot you were vegetarian." I was like, "That's all right. I'll just eat around it." And so I kind of got some pasta out, and I remember like putting these scoops of food in my mouth and I could definitely taste beef even though I hadn't eaten meat in 10 years and I was just so high I didn't care I was just like (laughs) in love with the pasta in love with the beef and in love with my family and (laughs) (laughs) that's hard for sure love is intoxicating love is a chemical that runs through your body just like any other kind of drug that stimulates a chemical so yeah you can yeah. get out love for sure exactly which is why and actually this is kind of a good segue I'm just going to keep talking about myself Angie because come on come on <laughs> it's my gift <laughs> <laughs> welcome to my podcast Angie sit here and just listen to me talk yeah, about myself okay it's what I pay you Fair for enough. but <laughs> I don't have to pay you for this one <laughs> so um actually I was with the heart surgeon when uh we were out 
one weekend in Edinburgh and he had cocaine and he was like, actually, I don't know if this is considered explicit content. It might be because <laughs> we're talking about drugs. But he said, do a line. I was like, no, 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 I'm all good. Like I haven't had fucking drugs in years. I don't need that. But he just kept saying, have a line, have a line. And at one point I was like, do you know what? Fuck it. I'm here for the full spectrum experience of life. <laughs> like just do it. And I did it. And I just felt myself come down. Like I just kind of collapsed into this little energetic ball. And I was like, fuck, this is awful. I'm trapped in here. <laughs> and the next weekend we ended up going to London and he had MDMA. And so we did the same. Uh, he, I was like, no, 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 I'm good. I'm good. I'm good. And then he's like, have some. And then I was like, ah, fuck it. I'm here for the full spectrum experience of life. So I had some MDMA and the same thing happened. I just found myself like uh, energetically collapse into a little ball. And then also you've got that feeling of chemicals in your body and your mouth's dry. It's just fucking awful. And I realized after that, that I don't need the drugs. When I was young and I was taking drugs, it was like my life was at such a low vibration and I felt so much pain that the drugs elevated me and made me high. But when I was living at that vibration and my heart's that open and I'm that connected to God all the time, then the drugs actually brought my vibration down and made me feel like I was coming down. So I was like, I don't need the fucking drugs. I am the fucking drug, (laughs) which is why I started calling myself MDMA in human form because what you did for me and what I do for my clients is we open our hearts that much that we actually get high and euphoric on the energy and the love that we can feel and what I would call God, that the drugs become totally and utterly redundant. But it gave me a fuckload of compassion towards my teenage self who became a drug addict because there was something inside of me that knew that I could have that feeling like I was chasing it. I wanted to be high all the time, but drugs were just a synthesized version of that true connection to spirit. Yeah. 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 So I, I did the best I could. I call it snakes and ladders. You know, you go up the yeah. ladder on the board game because you get high, but you come straight back down the snake. It doesn't actually benefit you. Yeah. But doing this kind of healing work and accessing these states inside of ourselves, there's no snake. Of course, we have to recalibrate back into regular life. We can't. Even though I used to get so sad because I'd reach those super high states and then be like, why, why can't that continue? Why not like that all the time? And then another teacher of mine said, well, Erin, it's like running a marathon. You can't run a marathon all the time. I was like, oh, yeah, it is. And actually, do you know, fuck, I, can't, I had my coffee just before we were recording this. <laughs> Thanks for listening, Angie. Thanks for just being a listener. It's uh, fun, yeah. <laughs> um, oh, I completely lost what I was going to say there. You uh, were running, so you running ran a marathon. Uh, Yes. Yeah, getting high. And so I do have some sense of come down, but that's also what happens with sex for me too, is that you can reach these elevated states. And actually it's really important that you graduate that come down as smoothly as possible. If I don't at least put in some energy into gradually stepping back down from those peak energetic states, then you can crash. It's just an energetic equation, I guess. It's nothing bad but it's certainly not like the come down from putting nasty fucking chemicals in your body. <laughs> so anyway, yeah. you're to thank. That's the whole point of this. You are to thank oh, for good. the humane human form. <laughs> Let's take and it back to you, Angie. <laughs> I just want to add to that. And it's that what you bring back with you to normal everyday regular life from those places is what is what the key is. It's like going there and getting lost in it and, and feeling just totally embraced by it is, is one thing, but while you're there, you're getting, you're getting things Mm. to bring back with you to enhance and to also, it's a vibration even like that you're bringing back with you so that when you come into contact with other people and they feel that on you and they're like, where have you been and what have you been doing? I don't know what time to, uh, sex is one, you know, sex is one path <laughs> to it. Yeah. It's a pretty good one, but it's, it's <laughs> one path to it. Like Ron Doss talks about, I don't yeah. know if you listen to Ron Doss, but he talks about the different, different paths to the, you know, you're still going to the same mountain. And he talks about mushrooms and drugs and sex and all those things that can take you there. But like you said, you don't actually have to, have those any of that to get there but those things can all take you to at least some level or some version of God like that is what we're wanting like 
our mind tells us, I'm sorry, I'm now I'm going to go. Okay. Go. So, the microphone's like, yours. <laughs> <laughs> you got me to shut up and that's a good thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're, you can talk again in a second, but it's, it's just like, um, I just totally lost it. <laughs> <laughs> We're talking about the different pathways that Ram Dass is saying there's different pathways. Yeah. It doesn't matter which one you choose, but we all want it. There's something inside of us that wants that feeling of. Yeah. Yes. I know what I was going to say now. Your mind makes you, your mind and that mental world that most of us live in 90% of the time tells us that we're separated from that. It convinces us that we're we're so far from that or or we have to be a certain thing or do a certain thing or or heal or it, it tells us all these little conditions that need to be met to be embraced by God and it's a lie. I'm here to tell you that your mind is lying to you. You're not separated from God other than believing that you are and that it's actually just like in the next breath like you don't actually have to do anything, change anything about yourself to experience that. It's right there. Like you you cannot actually be separated from it. And and I know that if you've never had that experience and you, you live really deep in the mental plane of existence and that's, you know, the world is heavy and hard and confusing and, you know, we all have been there, but if you've never you won't know exactly what I'm talking about, but I'm telling you, you can get there and all these different things, different practices will help you have your first experience of, and your mind will tell you what it is. Like your mind tries to describe to you, well, it's going to feel like this, or, are you going to just going to, you know, you're going to hallucinate. You're going to do this. And it's your mind always exaggerates everything until you have your experience, you'll have it, you'll know it in your heart that you're having it, but your mind will say, no, nah, surely that wasn't it. Like your mind will always try to talk you out of, of, of your experience, but you know it when you're there, you know, when you've returned back to that space and that vibration of what you are, you know, it, you feel it, like you feel it in every part of you and it's so good <laughs> and you just want to <laughs> you just want to live in that you know like when you're there you just want oh, it's like I'm done just just let's don't do anything else like let's just don't go back into the real world and all the mind stuff let's just don't but you do like you're going to but bring something back with you that is a level of awareness that will help somebody else go there and then somebody else and somebody else. And that's how we heal the world. Like that's how we all heal together is to take each other back to God, which is what your passion is. I know. Yes. And well, it took me a long time to even accept that I was doing that. And I remember we did a session where I was like, Oh, I, I get worried that I can't take people there or what if I can And you're like, Erin, it's what you do. Let's first of all, just eliminate that altogether. Any idea that you can't do it, you're doing it. You're just doing it in your way. And, and it's true. Like it, it can be a contagious experience. I know when I'm in that state, I energetically pull other people into it and we get high together, but it's not necessarily something that I can orchestrate every time. It's somewhat of a spontaneous experience to be that high and to bring other people into it. Like whatever sequence of events happens that allows for that kind of like really profound experience. But for me to be with God can be as simple as praying sometimes. Like I can close my eyes. And even when I have other people praying with me and they can feel it and they're like, I remember one friend, she's like, Erin, I grew up Catholic and I've never prayed like that. I've never felt that. And I was like, oh, gosh, what's happening when most people pray? Wow. And they stay in the right realm of the mind. Yeah. Yeah, Exactly. Whereas for me, it's a very heart-based experience. I just start thinking actually about gratitude or, or giving gratitude to life for all the things that I have and then focusing on what I'd love. But it's, yeah, it's not from the mind energy and it's not from a desperate place. But how did you first come to know God, if we're going to call it God for the sake of today's session? Um, what, how did you come to be familiar with that place? Well, let me think. Let me think of the first, first real experience. Now I've like grew up in church, like heard the stories, heard the stories of 
the the Bible made God, like the, you know, the written version of what that was. And to me, you know, um, I had this image of, you know, some man on a, on a cloud and he's judging everything. And that was what I thought of God. Like I never thought of it like I do now, which I was like you in that I got to a point where I was very jaded by church and angry. Like it was angry because I could feel something was off. Like I could feel there was truth somewhere and I was not being shared that. Like, it was like, I need somebody to tell me what actually God is. And I know it's not what I've thought it was all this time. I know it's something more. I know it's an energy. And I think the first time I actually experienced that was in a church. I had gone on this retreat, this, I, I was out of church because I just, I, I knew, you know, I was I just wanted truth. And I just knew that sitting there on a pew singing the same old songs, listening to somebody preach something that really didn't, I couldn't apply it. It was just, I just knew that wasn't it. So I stopped going. And then a friend asked me to go to this retreat. And the, this was a very different kind of church. It was a Pentecostal church. And I don't know if you know about Pentecostal church, but it's a little, little out there. But um, <laughs> I went to the retreat and there was a presence there because they weren't praying like how I was taught to pray. You're coming from fear and desperation and lack and, and give me the, I need this. And why aren't you listening? You know, it wasn't that there was an energy that was produced by these people. And you could tell that they were connected. They were plugged into something. I didn't know what it was, but I could tangent, I could feel it. And I could feel, you can't really describe the feeling that you feel when you feel the presence of God, but it's, it was a presence and I wanted it. That's all I knew. Like I wanted that. (laughs) And so (laughs) I was scared of it, but I also wanted it. And so I was in this, they, they would do this thing where they, you know, kind of like hands-on healing, like what, what we do in sessions, but they did this thing where I was in this gym and it was this big gymnasium, big church gymnasium. There was, there was these people, the people that were on retreat like me. And then there were the people there who were the helpers. And so I had about eight people around me and they were just speaking in tongues. And I mean, it was crazy. Like, I'm like, Oh, this is, this is just too weird to even tell anybody what's happening right now. And I mean, they were, they meant it. Like I could tell they wanted this for me so bad. I know what they wanted for me, but I knew they wanted something for me. And they, they prayed and they prayed. And some of them had like, which I didn't know about chakras then, but now I know like they had their hands like on my solar plexus. And some of them had their hand on my, the front of my heart and the back of my heart and like on top of my head, like they were, I don't even know if they knew they were working on chakras, but Somebody had a hand everywhere and they were praying so hard. And Aaron, I, I started feeling like I couldn't stand up and I'm like, hell no, I'm not going to be one of these people that are laid out. I'm not, not happy. It's just not, I've got too much pride. My ego's way too big to be sprawled out on the floor in the holy roller of church of God. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, so they kept going. They could tell I was about to give. And so they kept going and kept going. And I could I I just hit the ground. And I remember laying there trying to get up, like trying to, my body felt like it weighed about 5,000 pounds. I wasn't going anywhere. And it was just like in that moment, knowing that I had to surrender, like I had to surrender all of the fear, all of the, all of those beliefs that I had about everything, my pride, my ego, my, who I thought I was, uh, being embarrassed, like all of that had to go, like all of that was in the way, all my bitterness, all of my anger, all of my, all of it 
was standing in between me and this truly amazing feeling like why I was fighting it. I don't know, but I knew that that was the only thing blocking me from it. And once it, it penetrated through all of my shit and I had a bunch of it, it penetrated through all of it and got to me. It was too much for me physically that I couldn't even stand up in it. Mm. So that was my first experience. (laughs) Casual. Yeah. You know, that was it. Subtle. (laughs) Laid out on the ground. So knowing what you know now. (laughs) (laughs) By the guy in the cloud. (laughs) Um, Knowing what you know now in terms of being able to read energy and understand the chakras and blah, blah, blah. In hindsight, when you look back at that, what do you think was happening energetically? Um, Major things with my solar plexus because um, after that, anytime that they would put their hands over my solar plexus, I would just like, it was just like I was being punched in the gut. Like I could feel Mm. things coming out of me. And one time I let out this scream that it's probably a demon. I don't even know. I don't know, but it probably was. But I just let out this blood curdling scream that I, Mm -hmm. now you know me, like I'm kind of shy, timid. I don't make a lot of noise. I don't draw attention to myself. So for that, and back then I was in my twenties. So for that Mm -hmm. to come out of me in a group of people that I didn't know, wasn't comfortable with, I didn't push that scream out. That came from somewhere. Mm -hmm. I don't even know where it came from. So that was a solar plexus healing for sure, because that is where we store a lot of our emotional baggage, where we store a lot of our pain, anger, anger, big time Mm. anger is stored in there. And so I know that, um, you know, knowing what I do now that I was getting a lot of releases, like a lot of, I was, I mean, full, full of it, full Mm. of just pain and anger and bitterness and resentment and fear, 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 fear. So it was a lot of release from my solar plexus. And I also think it was a lot of opening of my third eye and my crown because um, I was so like most of the time I was there, the, the presence that being in that intense presence, I was dizzy like a lot. Just, I just couldn't even it's almost like you have been drugged and you can't even really open your eyes good. And you're just mm-hmm. like, what is wrong with me? And I, I can't, I'm like staggering around mm-hmm. and like I've been drinking or so. It's like, you're actually, even though it's a spiritual, it's a spiritual happening. Your physical body is, I mean, impacted directly by what's happening in your spirit. And it was evident at that point, that spirit had such an impact on my physical body. And I think, you know, with what you do, you know, that that's, you know, when you are having not just sex, like not just like, all right, you done yet? Like not just sex. <laughs> Which is my wish for everyone in the entire fucking planet. They, they never have that kind of sex again. Yeah, but, <laughs> but, but I know what you mean. Yeah, but a sex that you don't even know what you're, you're lost in another place. You wake up and you've got some kind of weird bruise on your back. You didn't even feel it when it happened. But there's like, wow, that looks like it would have hurt. But you, you know, you're just so yep. lost in transcendent. There is no mind. You are, you are, you have transcended the level of mind. You are not in the mental plane thinking about, you know, like, you know, what am I cook for supper while you're back there? You know, like, what am I doing <laughs> yeah. tomorrow? You, there's no thought. Yeah. That is it. Like that's, you are in the, pre- you are in the presence of God. You are connecting as one and God's all in the middle of that. Like that is, that is God meeting God. That is God on God action. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> you're getting to, I'm serious. God on God action. (laughs) And you are sexy. (laughs) That you're getting to be there and witness that and have it come through your physical body. You know, it's just like, yeah, yeah, it's just out of this world. 
And you know what? That can only, I think, and I could be totally wrong about this, but that happens between two people that don't, that are clear openings for the other, for God to meet God. Do you know what I mean? God yes. is in all, like God's in there. God's in there, covered up in a bunch of shit, okay? Depending on how much work you've done on yourself, that, that's how mm-hmm. close God is to coming out and you experiencing mm-hmm. God. So that's why we do our work. But when you you come into contact with somebody that has a pure opening for God for you and you have a pure opening for God for them, boom, like that thing just, and what I mean by pure opening is, You don't hate that person, not one bit. You don't resent that person. You don't have any negative thoughts about that person. You don't have any fears around that person. Clear, clear as a bell. Boom. In that moment. Now, I'm not Mm -hmm. saying that after the fact, your mind can't jump in there and say, oh, well, well, I'm never going to see this person. (laughs) You know, like I ain't saying that. But in that moment, all of that is out of the way. Pure, pure love opening allows that type of of connection and if you want that if you're listening to this which i hope you are because aaron's amazing (laughs) her podcast and you want that do your work like that is why we we don't just do this just to like have something to talk about it's like (laughs) we want something okay there's a at the end of all this work we want god experiences all right Yep, exactly. (laughs) Just taking a little pause in our chat here to share with you about our amazing sponsor, Maeve. There is no shame in your pleasure. In fact, it is about time that your sensual satisfaction becomes part of your everyday health routine. Maeve, the app is a whole audio library of sexy stories, guided sessions, and sound experiences created by top-notch writers and experts in orgasmic living and brought to life by the most sultry voices and soundscapes. Fresh audios to explore your self-pleasure, but also to spice up your intimacy with your partner are added weekly. Use the code ERIN20 to get 20% off your yearly subscription. Details can be found in the show notes. Now let's get back to it. Now I would completely agree with that, except for the fact that I've reached those states through what I call hate fucking. And hate fucking (laughs) with someone that I hate. I love, you know, when you feel an intensity of emotion towards that person, love is the prevailing emotion that you have without doubt. I I don't actually hold hatred towards people, but in that space where I'm allowed to feel the intensity of my feelings. And as you know, I have so my feelings have feelings. I am the most feelings based human being on the planet. Most likely I I have such a depth of feeling. So when that person has also stimulated those Because again, when I block myself from feeling those lower emotions, I'm blocking myself from feeling half of my spectrum. doesn't matter whether that's good or bad. I'm I'm avoiding the intensity and I'm staying in the middle ground. And so in those experiences, when I've been with partners who also fuel that and I get to this point where I'm going to let that out when I wouldn't normally, then that also explodes into these like absolutely profound transcendent experiences. Um, But it's not that I genuinely hate that person. It's like, they're yeah. allowing me to use Coming sex as the vehicle exactly and to to both of those partners had very developed uh feminine side to them they were very masculine but they had this uh, familiarity and comfort with emotional energy so they weren't afraid of me where I think when people don't really know how to deal with someone's emotions or they're not comfortable with their own they're so afraid of it they'd rather shut it down so both of these men knew like here's the fucking power Here's their emotional power. Exactly. And they would like push it and push it and push it and push it until that point that I'm like expressing that energy out of my body and we're using that as sexual energy. And they've been some of the most profound sexual experiences of my life. Yeah. And if you didn't have that, like if fear had been, if you would have been afraid to express it and they would have been afraid of you expressing it, it wouldn't have happened. But because there was no fear in the middle of that, they were ready. You were ready. It came out. It is emotion is powerful. Like that, no matter if we call it negative or positive or whatever, it's all this energy and energy explodes when it meets each other. <laughs> just exactly. Can't help it. Yeah. Exactly. So yes, I agree that the more work we do on ourselves, the more we clear our own personal stuff, 
the more access spirit has to this vessel. And like when I first started exploring the realms of BDSM and kink and I've shared in previous episodes that I had a lot of resistance and misunderstanding to why people would want to use what I perceived as violence with their sexuality. But actually something that really helped me um, come to understand that was to actually look at a lot of ancient cultures that have used any kind of body modification as a pathway to God. So there were priests who would self-flagellate, there's African tribes who pierce themselves or wear those neck rings. Like there's always been, it's not just some reflection of modern day society there has always been an understanding that the the body is a pathway to god and that we can utilize it in certain ways and essentially those god experiences on the physical plane are like massive releases of hormones you know it's kind of the chicken or the egg do we have the god experience and it releases the hormones and we feel euphoric or do we have the release of hormones feel euphoric and think we're having a spiritual experience it's like it doesn't actually really matter but we're having these experiences on all planes of our being and it's God like, on God. I don't care how I get there. <laughs> I fucking love that. I hope I remember that always. God on God action. Get me some of that God on God action. Imagine putting Ooh. that into a porn site. I'm just searching for God on God. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> so then, Angie, how, yeah. given my question for you, is like you write amazingly profound, life changing courses. And I don't say that oh, lightly thanks. because. Um, there's a whole heap of stuff out there in the personal development and the spiritual worlds that's just stuff that's, mm, I don't want to be mean to anyone and I don't want to be judgmental, but it's a lot of shit really. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't have the depth and the substance to it. But what I've found with you is that the things that you create are profoundly life-changing. And so I'm curious about how you came to be this healer that writes these courses. And oh how do God. you write a course? <laughs> <laughs> Was that a big question? Oh, how did I become a healer? Like, wow. You know, that the experience I told you about before really started the whole, it opened me up to, because I was wanting to know, I was searching, searching big time of what God was actually. And um, knowing then that God was this big energy that big god energy <laughs> yeah it was just, some of that too <laughs> it's just a wonderful energy it wasn't this man on the cloud you know it, it really changed everything and I wanted to know what was possible like I wanted to know you know these people are putting their hands on me and I've hit the floor like I want to know why that is so I think just the curiosity and the opening of knowing I, I knew I was right and I found it out and now I want to know everything about it. So just that curiosity and searching and um, that's really how I Googled so much. Like I started with chakras. I had to know everything about a chakra. Um, I loved color. I really resonated with colors and the colors of the chakras and frequencies and tones and, and just how it's like the rainbow, like it was just like all coming together. I'm like, it's like yeah it was just too much you know so um then I wanted to I wanted to know if I could manipulate energy in someone else and so I took um a course on energy healing and you know I'm in Alabama it's really hard to find people to (laughs) practice on okay I'm in Bali everyone's um, doing it here (laughs) this is where all the people come to that come from places like Alabama where this is not okay it's not common knowledge it's not socially acceptable to have these conversations to do these kind of healings at all and that was 15 years or more that might have been 20 years ago I don't even know I'm old so it was a long time ago and but I had a few you know God sent me a few spirit sent me a few willing participants and I could I started to realize that I could see into their chakras that I could I could get information from those chakras that was available if I would just look. And really for me, that was all it was, just look, look and see. And, and I was shown how to look and I can't re- I can't really describe how all that came about. It just kind of did, you know, you just kind of have this thought that pops into your head. Well, close your eyes and see them. In front. I don't even know, but it happened. And I started seeing them 
and then, you know, that just progressed and then the journey started. And then, you know, I learned all these other tools and then it really became about, um, you know, everything that I was seeing stored in the chakras was a, a lot of childhood stuff. Like it was a lot of emotional wounds. It was, um, I'm hurt about this or hurt. I'm still holding on to this and I'm still holding on. To this. So I just, I really wanted to understand. I have a very, as I said before, curious, like I can't let it go. Like I, until I've got my finger on it and have a clear understanding of something, I'm going to keep going and I love to process. I love to process and process and over-process and then process everybody else's stuff and then reprocess <laughs> what they've already processed. I cannot help it. And that's and so, why we're friends. <laughs> that is why we're friends. I also fucking love it. <laughs> yeah. I just I just want to get to the bottom of why, 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 why. Like why are you that way? Why do you have this behavior? What is happening inside of you? So that's how, like just, just that drive. And it was just really a, a spirit, you know, led path. I could not do, I could not not do it. I, I, I tried because, you know, my mind would get in there and judge me and you're, you're weird. You're crazy. You're making this up. This is all in your head you're not actually seeing this stuff. You're just, you know, imagine, you know, all you have to get over all, you know, you have to deal with all of that stuff. And that happened for years, but I, I couldn't not do it. I just, I kept doing it and doing it and doing it. And then um, the courses didn't come till later. I don't even, when did I write my first one? It, it was um, you too. I think that was the first course I wrote. Oh, so that was in Bali two years ago together. Yeah. Like when we were sitting by the pool. Yeah. Wow. That was the first one. And that one came, um, I don't even really exactly know why. two years ago, actually, November. Oh, wow. Because mm. we did Domino December, didn't we? Yeah. 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 I don't even know why I decided to put it in course format. I don't even know. But it came to me, I was working on myself, of course. And then I, I just started doing this process myself and then just writing every day what I was doing. And then that turned in. And, you know, how do you write a course? Like, I think for me, it's a lot of channeling. It's a lot of, I ask a question and then the answer starts coming. And then I have to keep writing it and can't stop writing it. And so I've written several since, um, what did I call it? Becoming You Too? I've renamed yeah. it now, but it was called yeah, Becoming, Becoming You, you Too. Yeah. yeah. And then there was Healing Us Too. And that was all about the inner child. And I've written several, several little courses since then. And then um, The Tidy Mind, which came yeah, from. The Tidy Mind was a bit earlier, I think. No, Tidy Mind, tidy mind was after because. Okay. Um, yeah, I um, did that one. Uh, that one all came from the Today Show. Like, I, it came from a an analogy that I had done um, for a client to help her understand where her mind was going and what her mind was doing. And I had a blueprint of the house and said, "Okay, your mind's hanging out a lot in this future room or past room." Or so anyway, I laid it out like that so she could have a map to say this is what my mind is doing. This is why I'm feeling what I'm feeling. And now this is what I need to do to get out of this. Cause this mm -hmm. is a crazy house that I'm in right now. <laughs> <laughs> How do I get out? So it was basically a kind of like a map to help you, you know, pull yourself out of the hell that we can all get into with our minds. And then, then that turned four years later, <laughs> That analogy yeah. turned into a course that I wrote after working with um, Valerie Bertinelli. We yeah. don't know who Valerie Bertinelli is. She she was on One Day at a Time. It was this sitcom in America, and um, yeah, it was cute. It was <laughs> it was on when I was a kid. So, <laughs> and so when you say it came from the Today Show, you're talking about when you were on the Today Show as a guest. Yes. 
and right. the America Today Show. I know Australia has a Today Show, <laughs> but America has a Today Show also. So yeah, I was on that. Um, I was on it and then on it again four years later, something like that. I don't know. Amazing. <laughs> Recently, this year. <laughs> um, so this is what I love about uh, that actually, because I think uh, from an energetic standpoint, sometimes we can be here in the human realms, in the realm of the mind and reaching towards God and trying to create from this level. And then the alternative to that is actually to go to God and see what's there and create in the opposite direction. So to to bring what's here, and this is probably the difference, I think, for people who have more success or have more ease or uh, it's like that sense that this is what's asking to come through to reality. It's not from my idea of what I think I should do, how I think I should grow a business, what I think looks successful, what I think is going to make money, because that's when we're working just from the human plane like that, it's struggle town. It's using human will and human energy to create. But if we can get to into that state of personal alignment where we can access our own spirit and access God through this vessel, then we can say, okay, what is there? And we can line ourselves up with that. And it comes with this natural volition or natural energy that carries you. Exactly. So I don't have that gift of writing courses in the same way that you do. Like I can write courses and I can sit and tune in, but that's not the easiest thing for me to do. Whereas for you, it's just like, pummeling through you like an open faucet like you can't stop it and you've got to try and catch it all (laughs) it's like you can't catch it all everything that comes through you (laughs) yeah but you want to and you try really hard (laughs) and when it's coming like you can't stop you can't stop it it's just this wild I talk about that the wild stream like you you just you've asked for it and it just starts the information just starts pouring in you're not like you said like you're not trying you know, I think, oh my God, I would have never done it and ever if it was like, okay, here's an idea about this. Okay. What should I write? It, it has <laughs> to be, I would never do it. No way. Like it has to be spirit inspired. And what I mean by that, it's not just inspirate, like it's a power behind it, a force behind it that you can't not do it. Like it is driving you instead of you saying, oh, okay, I'm writing this course the course is riding through you and you're Mm. being used and you better write it down as fast as you can write it down, (laughs) record it, do something because it's there and it's not stopping and it's bigger than you. And you know, you better get it out. And I think for you, even though you don't write courses, like you're doing that, you feel that energy too. It's coming through talk. It's coming through. And you know when you're in it. Oh, you know when you're in it. You can, you, you're just sitting by like, oh my God, that was good. Did y'all hear that? <laughs> that was good. And you want to take I, credit for yeah. it, but you know it's not you. That's exactly right. I was <laughs> going to say, and you went there for me. That's what this podcast is for me. But I also could feel it there for nearly five years. And I tried to make it happen numerous times and it wasn't the right time. That was like maturing. I was maturing all these things that were happening. And now that it's happening, it's the most easeful thing ever. And I can't get enough of it. And I just want to publish five episodes a goddamn week so that I can get more words out because there's more coming. And I can't stand the thought that all these recorded episodes sit there and I've got seven weeks until they're delivered. I'm like, it can't be. There's more words coming. And it just feels like ease. And then I sit and I listen to my own podcast episodes and I'm like, oh my God, this is so exciting. What happens next? (laughs) I was like, Erin, you know exactly what happens next. This is your life. But honestly, like the first three were released and I was like, I need more. I want more. (laughs) And you'll get more. Yeah. And it is, it's beautiful to just be a vessel in that way. But how, so you have the awareness that yours is courses. I have the awareness that mine is talking for the people that are listening that, I know that comes a lot of frustration when people don't know their purpose and they don't know how to find that place and they've tried a hundred things and they you know, that is such an intensely disheartening place to be when you haven't found that. How would you guide people or what would you suggest? I would say first relax. Like if you're tense about it and you're trying to make your, you want it on your time and in your way, you're in the way. Okay, Mm -hmm. so it's not going to come if you're in the way. It just won't. If you're wanting it so bad 
that you're, you know, there's a reason you want it. Let me say this. There's a reason you want it. It's been placed in your heart as a path for you, most likely. That's, and it, it depends. Now, sometimes our mind can want things that aren't, you know, exactly mm-hmm. in alignment. But if, if you're, you, the thought, you try to put it aside, but it just keeps coming back and you try to put it aside and, and there it is again. And you're like, but I don't know how, I don't know how. Just know that that keeps coming back to you because it's part of your path. It may not be, you know, like the final destination. And I wouldn't even think in those terms because it's always changing. Like when I first started this path, I, if you just said, okay, you're going to write a course now, I couldn't have, like, I was not ready <laughs> for that. I was yeah. not prepared for that. So you get little, little bites that lead you to the next, to the next, to the next. And to just relax into that and not want it your way to just be willing to be flexible, to let just tell spirit, I'm open. I'm hearing, I'm hearing what you're laying on my heart to do. I hear that. My mind doesn't know how to do that. So it's freaking out a bit, but I hear it. Just want you to know, I hear it and I'm ready whenever you're ready for me. And if you can just make that statement to say, you know what, I'm willing, I'm ready. I'm going to stay out of the way. And when you want it to flow through me, it it is going to flow through me or it would not be being laid on my heart the way that it keeps coming back to me. And to just just relax in that, that takes your mind will get impatient. Your mind will get frustrated. Your mind will compare itself to everybody else that is doing what you feel like you're supposed to be doing. But you need to know you are a vessel and every vessel goes through prep phases so just like what you were saying it's like five years ago you were like it was in your heart you knew it was part of your path but it just wasn't coming you were in a prep phase and what I mean by that vessels have to be cleared out of their stuff before spirit Mm -hmm. can flow purely through it so yes i you know, spirit has planted that seed in you to just to give you a heads up. Hey, when I get you all cleared up, this is a hint of what you're going to be doing. And then we take that and run with it and get all impatient. And, you know, we're mad now we're mad at spirit. We're mad at ourselves. We're mad at the world. And that, that doesn't serve any purpose, but to just slow down your, your shaping, like your, your vessel is getting prepared and ready. So just know that. And if you're, you're going to forget what I just said, So you're going to need to keep this somewhere (laughs) because you're going to forget it and you're going to get all in the frustration zone again. And you're going to have to come back and say, oh, wait a minute. What'd that girl say? She said, it's laid on your heart for a reason. It's going to happen. You're being prepared. Work on your stuff. Get clear. Listen to what spirit wants to clear out of you next. Know that it's coming. Be excited about it coming. It's like being pregnant. Like you had a seed planted, like it's coming. You don't want it out right now. Like you couldn't handle it right now. You need to go through things. You need to go through certain experiences, not to just clean you out. So it's a pure flow, but to prepare you to handle what you need to handle. So you'll need to have like little warm up baby step experiences to handle. Like if somebody was like 20 years ago, if the Today Show would have called, I would have been so, I couldn't have handled that. Mm -hmm. I I could not, I would have wanted it. I'd have been like, yes, but I could not have handled that at all. So Mm -hmm. that took years of, because I couldn't public, like no way, I'm too shy, I'm too like, so that took, you know, working retreats, having to do meditations in front of people, like little spirits, not going to put on you more than you can. It's not going to make you snap under the pressure. It's going to slowly build you up to a place where you're strong enough in all aspects, physically, mentally, emotionally, where you can handle what you're here to do, because this isn't, I mean, I know our minds can make it seem like, oh, look at Erin. It's so amazing. She gets to do podcasts and that's what I want to do. And <laughs> like, I know it like, you know, your mind just makes yeah. everything into like some dream fantasy of, you know, it's just so glamorous and I'm not saying it, it's not, but there's a lot that goes on and there's a lot that you have to be willing to do, ready to do. There's a lot of work to it. Oh my God. I had no idea how much work went into 
a course. And if you don't have that, the power from spirit flowing through you, you just won't have the, you just won't have it within yourself to do it on your own. So this is a partnership. This isn't you having to make it happen. Know that spirit's running the show. You don't have to figure everything out. You just have to get out of the way and do whatever work, do whatever next baby step spirit's telling you to do and stay excited about the seed that's been planted in the outcome. If it's podcast or courses or whatever it is, like just know that that's coming, but you're being, you're in prep phase and it's okay. <laughs> exactly. That's what I I think say. That was an amazing answer. And when I think about my clients that are there, they're like, but I need to do this so I can make this much money to then make this happen. I'm like, spirit doesn't give a shit. Spirit doesn't give a shit. Oh, but like I need to achieve this because this is what my family expects of me. Spirit doesn't give a shit. (laughs) I need to have this many followers because it means this. Spirit does not give a shit. And that's where the work really lies. That's the clearing of the vessel. The frustration will show us where are these things inside of us that block us from being able to completely surrender to spirit. Oh, I can't do that until I've got this much money in the bank. Spirit doesn't give a shit. That is such a human level thing to say this money equals this or this many followers equals this or having this skill set means this. It's like spirit actually does not care. And like that process for me was nearly five years of getting absolutely smacked down to the ground by spirit, having my ass kicked by spirit of everywhere where my my mind was conditioned to tell me it needed to be this way. I had to maintain this type of persona or this kind of whatever the fuck it was on the human plane looked like my life was going very far backwards in terms of money and material possessions and all these kind of status things but my spirit was growing so so much and then once you've cleared of all of that shit it comes back but you don't have the attachment to it you don't put the same meaning on it you don't need it it's nice to be able to receive all these beautiful comfortable luxurious things around me but I know spirit could take it away tomorrow and I'll be okay again and I think that's that's the real fucking work. And when the frustration comes up that this thing's not here yet, it's just a sign that there's more inner work and it's okay. It's not, you're not failing, you're not not good enough, you're not not clear enough. It's just part of the journey. And like you say, when we get developed to hold that strength, that type of energy, that's like the physical body. We can't go and lift up 100 kilos at the gym tomorrow. We need to go and pick up five and then when five becomes easy, pick up seven and then when seven becomes easy, pick up ten and graduate our physical body to hold energy and that's exactly what we're doing spiritually and mentally and sexually. Sexually is exactly the same. It's a, I've been considering it more like a sport than anything else, like the physical uh, condition that you need to be in to be able to channel sexual energy in that way and to have the endurance and the stamina and the orgasmic potential to go to these incredible heights of sexuality, you can't take someone off the street and put them there. Their mind will freak the fuck out. They'll be so shut down. They won't be able to come at all. Like it is actually a process of opening the heart. See, Angie doesn't <laughs> Angie doesn't respond so well to the, the explicit stuff. <laughs> like, ah, Aaron just said come. <laughs> but I'm okay. Yeah. Keep going. <laughs> I'm okay. I'm used to it. I'm used to it. But, yeah, it is a process. I guess that's exactly the same. Like how I've been talking to you about sexuality, it's a process. I can't go and tell you my most explicit stories up front when you've never heard those things. The mind will fucking freak, shut down, block out that information, judge it, misunderstand it, be triggered by it, be afraid of it. So, yes, for me, sexuality is this process of working my mind and working my heart and working my body to experience those transcendent states. My connection with God is exactly the same, a process of working my mind, working my heart. And in terms of the physical, like the physical vessel has to be in a good condition to channel the energy of God. It's the same as taking a, like an American appliance, which has 110 volts and then sticking it in an Australian socket with socket with 240 volts. That thing is going to fry. If your physical vessel, yeah. If your physical vessel is not conditioned and trained to hold higher and higher frequencies of energy and more and more energy then you can't do the work and I also think about that electricity coming through us or that flow of spirit coming through us the more we can hold the more lives we can impact so if you have this vision and this desire to impact lots of people then your own path is absolutely necessary to be able to channel that much flowing through you that you can touch that many Mm -hmm. lives or pull that many people into your field which is essentially all of this is. And Angie, I think you should write a course about this. 
(laughs) For those people who feel like, fuck, I don't know what that thing is for me or I know that thing and I'm, I can't work out how to do it or I'm afraid or I don't want to take the leap or I've got all these blockages. I think if we, if we, and by we, I mean you. <laughs> Usually that's what people mean. Not just you. Here's another you know what we should do? Oh, do we? Is yeah, that what teamwork. We do? This is our yeah. Batman and Robin yeah. pairing partnership. kind of teamwork. Oh. <laughs> Angie, <laughs> you write the course because that's your gift. And I'll take it to the people because that's my gift okay. and will work I'm in harmony that. like that. <laughs> but for those, that. you did it for me, you did it for you. I know that we can do it for so many people as well To because it's a path that's available for all of us. There's no one on the planet that does not have purpose and there's no one on the planet that does not have it's, access to Spirit God. wants you. Like spirit wants your vessel. It's not even about you. It's not about... You know, our minds want to jump in and take credit for whatever it is spirit does through us. It's like, oh, look at me. Look how many followers I got now. Look, you know, it can't help it. It really is okay. Spirit doesn't give a shit. Spirit it, does so, not give you know, a shit. It, it will do all of that, but it will. It will do all of that yeah. in the background. But your job is just to notice that it's doing it and say, yes, I know you think you've done this, but this is really spirit did all of this. But I know you want to take credit and that's fine. But I'm going to keep you in check, but whatever. So spirit wants you like spirit wants all the vessels that it can get, you know, it's, that's all. And that's all you are. Like you're just the vessel to get it out to, mm-hmm. it needs a physical vessel to, to bring love to as many hearts as it can, like to reactivate, to help, to remember you're not separated. Like it needs as many vessels as it can. So of course spirit wants you like, you're not, you know, it's not like a certain few, a certain elite get called to do certain things. No, we all have something spirit wants to do through us. So yeah. Yeah. I guess that's the next course. (laughs) And another fantastic lesson that you taught me is that Spirit will use whatever vessel is available to bring us what we need to do our work on the planet. So we don't need to get attached to saying, I need money. I need love from this person. I need that person to be my coach or healer. It's like that's the vessel that is open at this moment in time for spirit to bring through the energy and the love and the resources that you need to do your work here on earth. But if that vessel goes, the next one opens. It doesn't Again, spirit doesn't give a shit. It's indiscriminate like that. Spirit's going to love you through whatever channel is open. So, Oh, I can use that one. Okay, let me get in there. (laughs) Exactly. And then we can make ourselves available to be those channels. And that's how, and you taught me this too. It's like, God, just show me who to love today. Bring me those who need me. Just use me, God, in whatever way you need me to. You know my gifts. You know my skills. You know how much energy I have. You know where I'm at in my life. Bring me who needs me. And it all fucking happens. It all aligns. It might not be the most comfortable way. It might not be the way you want it to. It might not have as much financial abundance as you want it to. It might not have as much glamour or status or whatever (laughs) your mind thinks that it needs to have in order to fulfill your purpose. You might be fulfilling your purpose sitting at the bus stop talking to a stranger, or you might be fulfilling your purpose working in a supermarket and coming in contact, being that vessel of love and that channel of love with those people in everyday mundane life. Or you might be a global superstar with hundreds of thousands of people listening to what you're doing. Spirit doesn't give a shit. (laughs) (laughs) I want that one. No, I'm kidding. (laughs) Shy little Angie wants all of the attention. Well, we all love attention, don't we? And, you know, like God will give us the attention that we need too. As long as we do the inner work that Uh, has a look at where the faults may lie if we need attention because we're wounded or we need attention because we think that's where our our worth lies, then we might not get that. And spirit will put up a little blocker there to make you do the work. (laughs) But when you're clear, then, yeah, you get all the attention that you need to thrive and you get all the love that you need to thrive and you get all the resources and the support that you need to thrive. Our only job is to do the work on ourselves. And to stay out of the way. Yeah, get out of the <laughs> Do way. Do your work and get out of the way. The end. <laughs> <laughs> and the rest will follow. Yes. Oh, Angie, this has been amazing. And I know you're going to come on so many times because we have so much to say. I had 
questions that we haven't even gone near. So we will definitely do that again. But Angie, you can access Angie through erinkinder.com. We're going to be loading all of Angie's courses there for you, the ability to book in and do sessions with Angie as well. So thank you so, so much, Angie. Thank you for having me, Erin. It's been my pleasure. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode of Sex and Healing. And as always, I would love to hear from you. Find me via Instagram or erinkiner.com and share the love. Let me know your takeaways, what you loved, what you tri- what triggered you, what questions you have, anything at all. I want to know it all. And if there is something in particular you'd love to hear about or someone you'd like me to interview, please let me know. If you love this episode, please share it with someone that you think would love it also and make sure you subscribe so you don't miss an episode of Sex and Healing. Thank you so much for joining me again. And from the bottom of my heart, all of my love.